When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Jan. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we will be discussing Steph's debut album, Step One. So if you're wondering who we are, Shan and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing on stage to working at record labels. So we have a lot of insight into the crazy music industry. And we are now on mm. Patreon. Come join the crew at patreon.com slash cctvpops and shout out to our awesome crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. You're awesome. Yes. Yes. So, we're doing another Steps episode. Yay! I'm very excited because they are one of my favorite pop acts of all time. I just have to say, we're very lucky that they are literally Mm. the perfect pop group reunion. You've gotten so much new music that's good. We've gotten tons of tours. They've gotten a lot of cool appearances and stuff. Like, we really are very lucky. Um, And since our last Steps episodes where we reviewed... The What the Future Holds Parts 1 and 2 albums. I did fly to London to see them at the O2 Arena both nights. Lucky. Um, A very stressful experience, uh, but awesome experience. So props to the guys, props to the group for doing the show in two different iterations of four. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that sounds stressful. Mm. Um, Yes, you know, Steps is that group. The fact that I even got a mega mix recently, that is awesome. Mm, And it's good. Yes, it's so good. And I knew the songs, which is good because Chris has introduced me into the, he introduced me the, into the group like two two years ago now. We were sitting on your couch and you were like, I got to show you something. We watched the concert tour. You're like, I want to show you this group. And I was like, oh, my God, who's the girl with the short hair? It was Claire. And I was like, oh, my God, she sings really well. She always does. I'm like, oh, my God. So that's kind of where it started. <laughs> um, and I've been into co-ed groups. I mean, S Club 7 was my introduction, you know, for modern co-ed groups. Um, so I was definitely open to listening to them. And we don't have anything like that like anymore. Like back in the day, we had like Fifth Dimension, like Le Chic. They were multi-gendered groups, mm-hmm. right? But not so much now. And there's a K-pop group, but mm, they're not Steps. Yeah. Steps is Steps. And I, I really enjoy them. And I think they're really refreshing. And that's why I'm so excited to talk about them. And I was really excited to like actually invested in listening to this album. Mm-hmm. So excited let's do it yes so (laughs) step one is steps debut album released on september 14th of 1998 and the album has sold over 1 million copies in the uk alone and helped solidify the group as one of the leading british pop acts of the late 90s and early 2000s and now (laughs) um so (laughs) after signing only a one single record deal Influential pop music producer Pete Waterman saw the potential to turn the group into quote-unquote ABBA on speed and took (laughs) control of their sound, turning them from a line-dancing novelty act to one with much more staying power. So, we will now go track by track and discuss the production, vocals, and lyrics and give our ratings for each song, and we'd love for you to play along, because give us your ratings too, we'd love to hear them. Um, So here we go, step one. The first track is the intro, titled 
Steptro. <laughs> Done by Mike Stock, Pete Waterman, Sarah Dallin, Karen Woodward, Mark Topham, and Carl Twig. And this 57-second long intro includes a line from Last Thing on My Mind, the following track, which is why all the aforementioned writers are credited. Mm. And I have to say, I, I feel like intros like this feel like they're like an intro to a concert. Like, you know, you see their faces on the screen yes. and stuff like that. Like, if you're going to have an intro, at least give me a roll call. Okay. Yeah. Spice Girls can do it. Give you a little. This is us. This is me. This is so and so. I mean, there's. If you don't know who they are, you just bought this album. You might want to know who they are. You mm-hmm. know. But again, I'm not the one writing the songs, and it's already been like how many years since. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like it should should sound a little bit different. You know, from the track. But you know, what about you? I feel like this is not really a song for us to. <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's not a song. Or the um, song we've ever had to review. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get the point of it. Um, yeah. Like, it, I I guess the heartbeat leading into the dance beat is just like I guess a nice way to sonically set you up for what is a very <laughs> mostly higher energy album, dance album. Yeah. Um, but it's not like last thing on my mind's intro is bad you know i just don't get the point of it um i agree if it was like an extended intro for them to like rise up off the stage or or whatever sure Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just don't get it um so (laughs) i I think the best part of it is that it's called steptro like i think that's funny (laughs) so um yeah i guess i'll give it a three how about you (laughs) a three dang um okay so i will give it a five. No, oh. not even. Uh, no, not even. It's a four. It's a, it's a thinking four. Sorry, guys. So track two on the album is Last Thing On My Mind, done by all the same people we just listed for the step show. And it was originally recorded by English girl group Bananarama in 1992. And Steps released their version as their second single, and it both outsold and outpeaked the original version on the UK charts. And for those of you not watching us on YouTube, Shan now has a plastic banana that she's playing with. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So what do you think of Last Thing on My Mind? So this song was very important, obviously. They were signed for one single deal, and this was Mm -hmm. the following one. And it was really the test of whether they actually had longevity and staying power. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> the Bananarama <laughs> version <laughs> is a little anemic. I will say that. Honestly, this song is good. Like lyrically speaking, it's relatable. But the production isn't great in the atonal singing. I uh, I feel like I was part of some weird, like, heartbroken chant, like some cult of ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Now sudden like a stranger. <laughs> I was like, oh That's very them though. I think all their songs kind of yeah. have that vibe, right? <laughs> Yeah, but then I hadn't heard this song. I heard Steps do it first, and I was like, oh, this is giving very much, like, you know, chanting around a circle, asking for your love back. Um, so, <laughs> um, let's see Rachel Bloom did this. Um, but, yeah, that being said, like I said, the song is not bad, but Steps' version is so refreshing. The solo vocalist and the chorus were, like, really interesting to me, and Faye and Claire and Lisa sounded really good. And there are some backing vocals, but I don't think the guys are there if, like, like yeah. at all. You know, mm-hmm. um, so seeing H and Lee in the video is interesting because at least in ABBA, Bjorn and Benny like sang or like played an instrument. But at this point, the boys were there in a capacity of just kind of like we're gonna dance and look really cute in the video. <laughs> but they were dancing their butts off. Love the revamped version. And when I was listening to it, I heard like certain like uh, drum riffs or drum rolls, like the one from Said Right Fred's "I'm Too Sexy" is right before the chorus, and then uh, some of the melody of the song itself has aquas 
Barbie Girl's extended version as like the mm. main melody. And then Goodman's Give It Up is the drum that plays before the song even starts, right? So it was like, there's a lot of interesting samples and it's an amalgamation of so many sounds, but steps made it their own. I'm like, they're an amalgamation of kids, but like, it works. The same mm-hmm. thing with the song. So I really enjoyed it. Um, what about you? What are your thoughts about the cover? <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately don't have a plastic banana to, 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 to work with. Um, but yeah, I will say I agree. It was a great idea from Pete to revamp the song. Um, the banana rama one, I guess, did okay. Um, but yeah. big enough hit that you know that the melody is good. You know you've had enough yeah. positive feedback that it's, like, kind of a safe choice, but, like, yes. also not, right? Because he did really make it more interesting, give it a brighter sound, a, a, mm-hmm. a more dancey beat. Um, and it did also start the trend of... The song sounds super happy, but the lyrics are actually <laughs> yes. really depressing, um, which is yes. a very Pete Waterman thing, I think. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I do love that. Um, yeah. But it is funny seeing them, you know, perform <laughs> yeah. it and lip sync to it because they're like thinking like, I, you know, like there was an unexpected breakup, right? This person yeah. they love like, unexpectedly <laughs> broke up with them and they're like happy, you know, yes. about it, which is just funny. Also a great use of oh, oh, oh basically as a hook. <laughs> You know, all in different ways. Um, yes. That becomes a recurring choice throughout Pete's songs for them. Um, and, yes. you know, they're always so good and catchy. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I will say production-wise, um, I love the juxtaposition between kind of the more melancholic keyboard and strings versus mm-hmm. this very happy dance beat. Um, <laughs> yes. Just makes it really interesting and, again, a very signature sound for them. Um, mm-hmm. And everything's super, super catchy, and the catchiness is improved by yeah. the hair-washing dance routine because now you can't not do that when you yes. hear this song, you know? Um, so, yeah, and then, yeah, I think the girls sound really good. I think Faye, you know, she's got the thinner, more delicate sound while Claire is the thicker powerhouse, and then Lisa kind of balances the two. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I just think... Whoever casted them, you know, Barry and, um, uh, who was it? Steve. Yeah, Barry and Steve. Like, good job on the casting. Because you guys were just yeah. casting for five, six, seven, eight. But it ended up being, like, all the three of them ended up being a great dynamic. So, uh, totally. yeah, I will give this one a nine. How about you? Likewise, I will give this one a nine. Up next is five, six, seven, eight which was done by Barry Upton, Steve Crosby, Carl Twig, Mark Topham, and Pete Waterman. Yes. <laughs> this was the group's debut single after being formed by the writers Barry Upton and Steve Crosby. And it was inspired by the hot new trend at the time of line dancing and bringing a techno twist to the mix. And though it peaked only at number 14 in the UK singles chart, it had longevity and eventually became one of the highest selling singles of the group's career and is currently their most streamed song. The track found success all around the world, hitting charts across Europe, Asia, Australia, and New Zealand, okay? And the group has been very vocal throughout their years about the dislike for the track, finding every which way possible not to perform it on tour by using video interludes, creepy dance breaks, and (laughs) etc. But... Since reuniting, they have fully embraced it and the cheese. And the song has made its way back into their set list. And, of course, producer Pete Waterman has noted that everyone around him was embarrassed by the song, even while working on it. But he, him, him, Pete, he's so proud of it. It's, it's, he loves it. It's pure joy for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yes, what about you? This was, like, 
you know, you knew about them before I did, and you were pretty young at the time. What was your impressions of this song? Yeah, well, I didn't catch on to them till tragedy. So Aww. I, you know, this was a retrospective thing for me when I was catching up. Mm. Um, yeah. But I did not like the song. And I unfortunately still don't like the song. Like, I'm so sorry. I've tried mm. so hard with it. Um, I think it's yeah. catchy, and I appreciate this kind of cowboy techno thing that they were going for it's definitely unique and very memorable but i just find it annoying to be very honest um Um, and i've just always thought about like can you imagine hmm. going to an audition for a pop Hmm. group it's in the same the ads in the same magazine as like where the spice girls were found and you're like this is my opportunity right and then you get this song as your audition (laughs) and as and, and being told that it's your first single you know, <laughs> yeah, I would like, be so what? embarrassed, you know, yeah. um, but I'm glad the five of them said yes, because obviously mm-hmm. it turned into an awesome career for them. Um, so, so yeah, I think it, on a more positive note, though, I will say I love how they mix the girls vocals together, because oh. I think if you listen to ABBA and mm-hmm. the Bee Gees are also a great example um, when the singers sing together, it almost yeah. turns into a brand new voice. Like, you know, um, and you get that with this, like the way the chorus is, it doesn't sound like the individual three girls. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it's just a totally different thing. So I think that's really cool. Um, and, and, um, just shows how great their, their blend is. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to the version they did on the last tour, which was a Mm -hmm. mashup with Groove is in the Heart. Um, really, really good. Can't wait for the DVD to come out to, to listen to it in its full production. So yes. shout out to Mr. Steve Anderson. Genius. Yes. And I will also say the music video is very fun. Makes oh. you want to go on vacation. It's hard not to smile watching them fully commit to that dance routine. Yes. So yeah. But what do you think of the track? <laughs> even I, even I know the dance. Yeah. Um, uh, that's not good. Um, but you, you know, like you said, this was supposed to be like the single that like they were signed one single, yeah. do it, one get out the way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a what what a risk. Um, <laughs> this is one of those like cash grabs that ended up being like <laughs> something that you had to really invest in because they became such a big group. Um, but this one's weird because when you introduced me to the group back in 2020, you never like played the song. It wasn't like, oh my god, <laughs> girl, after dancing, um, dancing in the dark, like. <laughs> Listen to this. Like, it wasn't like this. <laughs> yeah, no. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, Tragedy was actually the last video we watched together before I had to run to the train <laughs> before missing it for the night. Um, but, yeah, you never mentioned this. And I think the Western techno approach was interesting because it definitely sounds like a country song that was found by some European DJ, right? He's like, yeah, so I found this awesome, you know, country track, y'all. And, <laughs> and I know they don't sound like that. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But he was like, oh, yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. Techno. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure it's not how you guys. Say. I apologize. I'm just generalizing. Anyway, um, <laughs> it sounds like Rednecks Cotton Eye Joe. And I think mm. that's why the song was so popular, because when I was younger, it was in there. Where did you come from? Like my crazy butt was at parties <laughs> sitting there going ham to this song, right? To Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> so I can see why it was popular and it still is, because, I mean, if you think about it, kids would love this song. Right. Like, and parents who love their kids would take their kids to listen to the song or play the song for them. I mean, think about freaking Baby Shark. Is it a hit? Is it like a magnificent like <laughs> piece of pop? No, but you know it. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, um, you know, I think about their performance from the Gold Tour. It's, <laughs> it's oh, my God. It's like particularly Can you even haunting. call it a performance? <laughs> and all you see these big, like, Yeah, they're scary versions. heads. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
You know, it was so creepy. And the kids, they couldn't care less. They were like, boy, and baby, driving me crazy. Five, six, seven, eight. They didn't give a crap. And honestly, I guess this is like Cotton Eye Joe for the Brits, but this song was not, it wasn't it. No. Um, it's not terrible, but like, I, I think my inner crackhead was like, yeah, okay, Jim, I can do this. But it's not great. It's not great. The lyrics aren't great either. But Lee held it down. Yes. So kudos to him. Yes. I agree with that. that. Yes. I, yeah. I remember I remember reading, I think H said he couldn't do it because he couldn't not rap in his Welsh accent. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say I think it's criminal that this is their most streamed song. Um, like if this is the only song of theirs that you're listening to, like there's something wrong here. One of my students knows this song from Taiwan. I'm like, you know steps? He goes, no. And then I played five, six, eight. He goes, oh, yeah, my boot scooting, baby. I'm like, not the boot scoot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great that it's done so well for them, but they just have so much better, you that know? Um, anyway, I give this one a five. How about you? <laughs> I'll give this song a 6.5 because I don't dislike it. Mm. And I know it fits at a certain time and, and personality or, like, mood in my life. So I don't dislike it, but it's not great either. So I give it a six, maybe a six. Okay, a D minus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the fourth track on the album is "What for Sorrow." Yes, done by Mark Topham, Carl Twig, Lance Ellington, and Pete Waterman, and it was the third and lead single from the album, and their first to hit the top five in the UK singles charts, hitting number two and receiving rave reviews from the critics. Uh, so Claire has actually since noted that her being chosen to sing lead vocals on the track caused a lot of drama within the group, and this mm-hmm. tension regarding vocal distribution became an ongoing issue through the next few years that wouldn't be resolved until they reunited uh, many years mm-hmm. later. Should be noted that the group actually released a single in America as well in 1999 for the Drive Me Crazy film soundtrack released by Jive Records, which had the lead single, You Drive Me Crazy, by Britney Spears, who they actually (laughs) were opening for on tour at the time. And the version released was the Tony Moran remix, and they also filmed a flashy new music video for it. And the track Mm -hmm. peaked on the U.S. Billboard Hot Dance Club play chart at number 38 in October 1999. So, what do you think of One for Sorrow? I mean, if you couldn't tell by my terrible rendition of it, I mean, (laughs) Um, this song is definitely one of those like unexpected heartbreakers again. The lyrics are so relatable. I was sitting there just like, I know you're somewhere else right now. You know, (laughs) just like crying. Yeah, like crying in the club never felt so good. You're like, (laughs) wait, wait, (laughs) you know, like. So um, production-wise, it's the piano sounds so pretty when it comes in, and Claire sounds really somber and sweet. Like, she's singing her face off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sparkly in the beginning. Um, and it, it sounds sad, and it's a little hopeful, and then some electronic elements come on. Again, it's a party, and I love the can-you-feel-it interpolation strings in the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it, to see them perform it and then do it, like, like actually sing the Jackson song, it's just so satisfying. Oh, so yeah. Just like, Sing when you if you're sampling something and you don't sing it, I feel like Ursula. I'm like, sing for me. <laughs> like I just feel like a little like I so satisfying. Um, but yes, Claire sounds great, and I know we've complained on the show before about like one vocalist singing for a group. But oh my god, and I understand how it became contentious. I get it. You signed up to sing, and then you're not singing. Yeah. Right. But she's so dang good. So good. It's, like, it's hard for her to be mad at for her doing her job. You know. Um, and um. I was watching that documentary when they reunited, and yeah. Lee was like, I just remember one thing about her, like, her voice. Yeah. And I could tell that everyone else in the room was like, oh, 
Guess I'm not making it in the group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. She's great. Um, even watching her sing it now, it's good. Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate that that, that there was like harmonies and mm. with Faye coming in, yes. and then hearing them sing it live mm, now. Beautiful. Oh, God. They, that Megazord voice that you were talking about with them was like, uh, our powers combine. You know, our voices <laughs> yeah. combine like that. that's what it feels like when they sing, and it sounds like that live. And then now that they're all taking harmonic places in the freaking chorus you can hear it and it sounds so good so good uh the video again deceptively weird <laughs> like claire looks sad looking out the window but then h is like h excuse me is flying a kite and they're dancing in sand sunflowers which is iconic true but you know again and i love the dance the little yeah it's cute but again the, the visuals are very cheesy um but the vocals make up for how cheesy things appeared you yeah know? Oh, for sure. How do you feel about this one? I absolutely love this song. Uh, ah. It has been noted that it yeah. sounds a lot like ABBA's, uh, a lot of a lot of ABBA songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I love that. Like I, I think yeah. this is such a good example of the whole ABBA on speed situation. Mm-hmm. Um, on brand. Yeah. But yeah. From the thunderstorm at the start to like the slow fade in of this melancholic piano. Mm-hmm. And then the drums don't fully kick in until after the first chorus. So I think the whole build of the song is really well done and it's quite gradual overall and it's very natural. Um, yeah. and yeah, the chorus, man, it's such a good sing along chorus and the lyrics mm-hmm. are so beautiful. I will say, I remember I had no idea what one for sorrow meant. Like as a kid, I was just, you know, screaming yeah. it and doing the dance. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they're actually really beautiful lyrics and yeah. very heartbreaking. Um, and I think the harmonies throughout that you mentioned, like the chorus, it's really cool, actually. You can actually really yeah. hear all the different layers in it. Um, and mm-hmm. especially now when they sing it live, it sounds beautiful. Yes. Um, and uh, the music video, yeah, I, I will say I think of Sunflowers, right? When I hear this song, <laughs> I think a lot of fans do. It's very synonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, And the beginning when Claire is looking out the window, I always think about Sound of Music. Like, she looks like Maria, like, looking out, you know, in the church. Um, (laughs) A 90s rave, Maria. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, a fun note, though, they did say that that they were actually next to a garbage or manure facility. Um, So it actually smelled terrible while while they were filming this. But maybe that's why the sunflowers look so great as well. (laughs) Um, And also, the dance break is hilarious for the, like, can you feel it? the, yeah. the, face, the, the mm, elbow pumping and then like the facing different directions is just hilarious yeah. and terrible and amazing at the same time um and again they're just so happy singing these mm-hmm. horrible sad lyrics oh my god yes it's just again like <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah. but yeah definitely this is one of my favorite step songs yeah um, it's just so euphoric especially hearing it live like having the entire audience scream the chorus with all their fingers oh. in the air you know yeah. it's just such a great experience um so yeah just a perfect pop song for me so i give it a 10 yes I get, oh wow that was mm. a very powerful 10 yes claire very pro- I'm, I'm you know channeling my inner claire <laughs> go off i also too give it a a 10 yes <laughs> 10.5 <laughs> so obviously the original version is a 10 but what did you think of the u.s remix Oh, you know, it sounded American. Um, mm. It sounded like an American DJ got a hold of a European song. Was like, "Yo, I'm about to make this hot track." You know, I'm about to put it in a movie. It sounded <laughs> that's like- your American accent. <laughs> <laughs> As if I couldn't speak in my own voice. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, apparently my 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 DJ voices. 
are trash. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, this this one. I mean, it was fun. Like they were in the video dancing and like looking super overexposed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> They were dancing in a club. I just feel like the video should just have, like, maybe a storyline if you're going to, like, do all that. It just kind of took the heart out of it for me. Yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, I don't love uh, the remix. Um, I think yeah. it goes back to what I said with Last Thing on My Mind. Like, mm-hmm. Pete's juxtaposition of the kind of more heartbreaking piano and other elements mixed with this driving dance beat is part of what yeah. makes the song so good, right? Yeah. And part of why the lyrics then work. But then you do a full-on remix like that one, it just fully takes out all the emotion. Like, it doesn't even matter that Claire is still seeing it, like, very, like, sad. Emotionally. Yeah, emotionally. Um, Like, it just, it's completely taken away. And then you add the techno, like, I don't know, like, the staccato-ness of it. um, And then the effects. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't really work for me. I'm kind of mad that they did that I get it for the American market, but also yeah. like, no, the original is so good. It um, is. I'm just annoyed because I do wonder what would have happened if they released the original version in America, if that would have made a little more impact, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But we'll never know. Yeah. Terrible. Y'all were missing <laughs> out. Up next is Heartbeat, written by Jackie James and produced by Andrew Frampton and Pete Waterman once again. My man is all mm-hmm. over that. So it was released as a fourth single from the album as a double A-side single with a new cover of The Bee Gees, Tragedy. It was the first number one single and features a hilarious music video where H is kidnapped. Sorry, hang on. H is kidnapped (laughs) by an evil ice queen. Mm -hmm. And it should be noted that though Tragedy was released as a double A-side single with Heartbeat, it did not actually appear on this album. So you'll just have to wait for our Steptacular album review to get our thoughts on that one. So stay tuned, darling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, Heartbeat. I actually really like this one. Um, yeah. I think Tragedy always gets the credit for being their first number one single. But I think right. Heartbeat does stand on its own. And, you know, it was the two of them together that got it to number one and got, mm-hmm. you know, those huge sales for them um so yeah i think it shows a really different side to the group the harmonies are my absolute favorite part of this Mm -hmm. song um obviously the chorus is lyrically like quite warm uh, and the way it's vocally produced you feel that as well like it is like a group of friends telling you that they're there for you like i think it really sounds nice and you can finally hear the boys as well um which is good (laughs) um and i also want to give a shout out to phase verse um, because mm-hmm. I think just her delivery is great. I used to emulate it perfectly, I will say. Um, really? like how she pronounced palm and how palm. she does the little vocal fry for die. You know? <laughs> yes. My sister used to be so annoyed when I would try to like do it perfectly, but I, I got it down, guys. Um, and her ad libs are also beautiful throughout the song. So yeah, yeah. Faye Faye is definitely a highlight for me in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like the production of it. There's a lot of reverb and echoing that does give that kind of just ethereal warmness to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I like the little elements that are in it. There's like a random yeah. bass line that'll come in or a yeah. random piano riff that will happen and they'll just happen yeah. the one time. Um, yes. And then the bridge, then it gets dark. Like it gets kind of haunting with Lisa and then Claire just coming in with that power and the ooze in the back. Um, And then I also love how the final chorus has different lyrics. So it just, the whole song just has a great structure to it and it keeps it interesting the whole time, which is hard to do with a slower song, I think. So yeah, what do you think of Heartbeat? This song definitely has a laid back 
more laid back structure than the other ones, right? It's not like ding, 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 ding. It's, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not driving, you know. Um, it's just more. Ah, here it is. It's a breath of fresh air. They're singing. Then it's not too high. It's not too crazy. There's no, you know, acid trip rap. It's just nice. Um, and like you said, the vocalists do sound warm. Although I do hear a little bit of like vocal effect on Faye's voice and her verses. Like I feel like they were trying to like correct something. So it sounds a mildly tinny at a certain point. Mm. I forgot what it was, but I heard something and I thought, oh, that's weird. Um, not bad, but it's just, I heard it and it bothered me a little bit, just a little bit. Um, the strings in the song are great. Like all the strings, the bass slide, the guitar riff in the second part of the song and the keys really sparkle and it just makes an overall more digestible sound. I'm not saying that they're bad or untalented, but the techno is not for everyone, mm -hmm. especially when, you know, you're thinking about the scene that's around it. Some people might not want to like really listen to it or like feel like that's their speed literally literally um but yes everyone sounds good and the words are comforting and it's just so funny that like with all the vocalists the female vocalists and finally the boys singing mm -hmm. um it's like lisa's lisa's <laughs> delivery in the bridge cracks me up right so it's like it's dark it's haunting and she's singing and she's looking at the video she's looking at the camera as the video is coming closer to her yeah and then literally Claire comes through vocally and on a on a on a, a jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> just ah, ah, ah. Like, why <laughs> So the video was just the video kind of just made it look like she was smacking her vocals out of the way. Like they all sounded good. It was just so funny. The timing was weird. The vocals were weird. And that the timing was just weird. Yeah. The video is also very hilarious. <laughs> it's just a hot mess or like a cold mess mm. rather like the green screen the action scenes it was very <laughs> much sailor moon hearts on ice slash snow queen and honestly i feel like we make a lot of sailor moon references to mm. <laughs> what steps videos yes it's hard not to it like, is it's hard not to um, but yeah i just uh but all that aside i have to make one more shout out to Faye. i love Faye. she's gorgeous she's, she's damn hot but what the hell were those predator dreads <laughs> those dreadfuls um now i'm not going to get into it about the uh, cultural appropriation and all that stuff and um, the conversation's been had that's not that's not the kind of talk i'm trying to have i'm just trying to say that she looked like her head hurt <laughs> <laughs> it looked heavy it looked stiff it looked dry it's just it's a lot going on with her. baby girl i love you yeah i love you so much you're gorgeous you're probably like my favorite member like looking at you just i'm like wow and she sounds great too she's there for me i just look at her i enjoy it i listen to her i enjoy it but what was that hair <laughs> they were giving her all of the all of the ethnic hair <laughs> yeah uh yeah um the music video though it's classic just because of how ridiculous it is like yeah. it doesn't really fit the song the no. whole ice queen thing it just looks so cheap like the sets look so cheap the green screen sledding and skiing. Yeah. Like when they're all singing the chorus together and like yeah. they're like right behind each other, like in skis and stuff. I was like, this doesn't yeah. look real. Um, so the video is almost so distracting that you don't listen to the song at all while watching it, which I don't know if that's a great thing, but I'm no. sure all of this put together helped the song become such a huge hit, right? <laughs> totally. With Clara's wide mouth singing, like she just, the song is so soft and all you see is the smile and she's yes. just so beautiful. It's like, 
<laughs> it's great. Yeah, the skiing and sledding, though, are for sure my favorite scenes because they're just so hilarious. Wait, badly you like, green screened. <laughs> you didn't like the fight scenes? Okay, the you fight scenes are pretty great, too. Clara, I think she's the one who flicks, flicks one of the, like, all the forehead or something, right? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yes, I do love this song. Um, yeah. I, have a, I have a deep personal connection to it, I think. Um, so mm. I will give it a nine. How about you? Likewise, I will give it a nine. <laughs> the next track is This Heart Will Love Again, done by Andrew Frampton, Pete Waterman, and Dan Sanders. So this is the first non-single uh, uh, that we've heard so yeah. far. So what do you think of This Heart Will Love Again? Ah, uh, yes. The giddy keyboard melody, the twinkling synth, and the dramatic timpani. Boom, boom. Mm. Like, just, <laughs> that's all I think about when I hear the song, honestly. The timpani is just... <laughs> It's very dramatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about a breakup again. And it's pretty, but it is a little cheesy. I think the choir-like chorus is just, that's what kind of brings in the the gargonzola, the the gouda, the the mozzarella. It just brings the cheese, right? (laughs) Um, I just feel like I would have preferred a group chorus. Like, not a group chorus. I mean, obviously, it's them. But, like, not so, like, we're an army of... (laughs) people yeah the whole choir thing with the really extra vibrato yeah it's an interesting (laughs) choice for sure i think it is the members but maybe mixed with other people or or do they just maybe mix them that way i have no idea Uh, you know it's one of those things like uh, god it's just the song isn't outstanding and like again i get it the subject matter it's it's important it's you know heartbreaking and things like that and you'll move on but come on like it was delivered better throughout this album and honestly it's a bit redundant at this point and again it makes me wonder why there isn't more male vocals in the verses like the mm. song would have differentiated itself had it contained lee h doing some verse some vocal couplings even or some harmonies during the verses would have yeah. just made it like great like the, the sentiment of the song is sweet but the delivery the delivery the delivery needed some fluffing yes <laughs> fluffing yeah. okay oh, hello. <laughs> yeah i think yeah so talking about the use of the boys i agree um it really wasn't until i think really the third album that you kind oh, of get God. a better balance with the boys i think yeah. i agree i don't think pete used took took full advantage of mm. having both male and female voices um and the whole choir thing isn't a good use of it <laughs> for me um <laughs> But anyway, the song, I would say production-wise, I do enjoy that weird fake guitar synth. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like, it it kind of looks like a strum, but not really. Um, but I think overall, it does have a nice depth to it. Um, mm. The girls do sound great. Um, again, yeah. kind of melancholic and sweet. Um, and we again get a little unison moment for those pre-choruses where we get that fourth voice. Yes. Right? Oh, my God, um, yes. So I do enjoy that. Um, the chorus is nice. It's got a nice melody, simple lyrics, again, super catchy. Uh, but I agree, it doesn't really go anywhere. I think <laughs> no. the song would have benefited from a key change or some ad-libs for that last oh. chorus, just to keep the build interesting. Like, I was just saying that about Heartbeat, that he really, or they really mm-hmm. managed to keep it interesting throughout the whole mm-hmm. song, and this one does not have that. Um, so overall, it's a decent album track. It's definitely not a bad song, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. really stand out, not on this album or even in their, especially in their full discography. No. So uh-huh. yeah, I'll give this one a seven. How about you? Same. Yeah. A big old fat seven. Speaking of sevens, <laughs> we're up to the seventh track, Experienced, mm. done by Mike Stock, Pete Waterman, and Andrew Frampton. 
it is known and referred to just as track seven amongst the fans, which I did not know <laughs> walking into this. Uh -huh. Oh, God. And it is often chosen as the group's worst track. Oh, Jesus. It's the worst track ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep it dry, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Steps are actually the third group to sing the track, this, this cursed track, <laughs> um, after Pete Waterman's produce boy bands Barrio Boys and Worlds Apart and this song is absolutely worlds apart from its audience um, <laughs> I don't and um, it, uh, uh, hmm, why would you let me listen to this blindly I feel like our friendship is built on trust <laughs> no part of the fun was making you listen to this blindly like all the rest of us had to um, yeah so I will be real with you I don't think I've listened to this song in years I don't Lucky. know when the last time I heard it was um, you know, like many of the other fans, we pretend this doesn't exist. We do, it doesn't even deserve to be called by its name. It is just the cursed track seven. Um, so yeah, um, you know, Pete must have really loved this song to offer it to a third group. Right. Yeah, because clearly it wasn't successful the first two times. So why? That's that's what I'm saying. Like he was like, "Wait, hang on, eh, eh. Barrio Boys, eh. Worlds Apart." Eh. Let me, let me I will. Try this one. <laughs> I will say that I didn't know it was a, a cover. Like I didn't know that it had been done by other artists before. Um, mm -mm. But uh, yeah, it's you know, horrible. let's just start with just the beginning. You know, she was older. Ooh, this choir. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just choir. immediate. Um, first of all, I don't think it's the other Steps members in here. Or again, maybe they're a mix with other people to turn this into a whole oh. gospel choir situation. Oh, um, but I, I will say, for a positive note, H okay. sounds great. Yes. He really does. It's very dynamic, very reflective. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting runs in there. There's lows, there's highs. There's, there's a lot going on. Um, so yes. good job, H, for committing to this terrible song, because I'm sure even back then you didn't think it was good, especially mm -hmm. since he has now come out as gay. Um, so the fact that he's singing this is even more hilarious, I think, because <laughs> yes. the lyrics are so cringy and embarrassing. Like, I don't know how you could even write a song. Like, like the, the fact that there are three men involved in this song, like, can you imagine writing yeah. this? Like, I'd be so embarrassed even talking about it. And... Yes, they're going for a younger audience, so it all just seems very inappropriate. Like, I'm thinking back to my nine-year-old self listening uh, to this. Luckily, yeah. I don't think I liked it, but can you imagine me? I mean, I probably did, like, sing along to it in the car. But yeah, you know what? I hope I don't ever hear the song again after this. Um, I'm sad that I had to listen to it so many times just preparing for this. Because oh um, it really is the group's worst song, I think. Um, Good. So what did you think? Uh. <laughs> You know what? I texted you about this song. I was so confused. I think I said, what is this? I even said, ha, 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 ha. Like, I was trying to, like, yeah. I, I laughed. I was laughing when I heard it. Yeah. You know? um, but, like, now that I've, like, listened to it, like, a total of five times, I did not listen to that one. Um, I, I am so grossed out. <laughs> like, that, like, other than H singing this song, like, there's, there's, there's several other boys. Like, there are groups, as in there's multiple men who sang this song yeah like this song has plagued almost 11 men in total <laughs> and they're just like it's so i mean like how do you write a song about a young adult losing their v card to an older woman uh -huh. and then like tell them to sing it like it was gospel like <laughs> like like i don't i don't get it like 
I get it. Like, oh God, if you're a boy group, boy band, you know, lover, like I am, the older you get, the younger the guys get. So you're like, oh my God, they're so cute. You just listen to the music. <laughs> but if you're an older fan and you hear like age singing this, like, is this supposed to like, is this supposed to get you going? Cause it's not it. It's not it. And I'm trying to figure out why they sat here and was like, yo, yo, put it on the album. You're embarrassed <laughs> about five, six, seven, eight. But this one, you were like, full steam ahead, boys. One for nasty. Like, I just don't get it. I don't. And Okay. 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 It's not relatable, but it is. Right. I mean, we, all, <laughs> yeah. we like we all think about like, you know, our first time or like whatever. Like, but I would not express getting boinked for the first time in this way. Like, you know, like, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so annoyed. Like, it just feels like a very out of touch dad trying to explain to his 15 year old son who started dating what his first time was like. Ew. Ew. Okay. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just gives very much like, son, sit down. I'm going to teach you about coitus. Like, that's what it feels like. And, like, everything about this 15 year old fan fiction slash first time writing a song like this kind of lyrics, the gospel esque arrangement, and everything else screams inexperience. Freaking three. Number, matter of fact, zero. It's not even on the board. It's done. I hate it. I've, I lied. It's like a three. I give it a three. Oh, that's so, oh, you know what? I'm going to give it a three as well. I I was going to give it lower, but at the end of the day, melodically, it's not bad. No. Um, H sounds great, so I can't give it a one. Um, so, so yeah, but again, this song should not exist. No. I'm sorry, Mr. Waterman and friends. I apologize, but this is not, you should apologize for this song. But- <laughs> she was older. Oh, man. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you sound heavenly, but no. <laughs> okay, well, moving on to track eight, which is Two Week to Resist, done by Andrew Frampton and Pete Waterman. And the track, while not a single, did receive a few TV performances and also a very basic video done for <laughs> Steps, the video, which was released on VHS, and I also had it on VCD. <laughs> what the? Way back then, oh. man, way back. Yeah. Um, so... First off, I think it's interesting that they put like the two H led tracks together on the Thank sequence. Um, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, anything after track seven will sound like a masterpiece. So I don't know if I'm fully biased, to be honest. No, I'm kidding. Um, I actually really like the song melodically, I will say. I don't think, yeah. again, as a nine year old, I really knew what the song was about. So listening to it now, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not a huge advocate of songs that are about mm-hmm. like cheating and excusing the cheating um i just don't love that as a concept in general so that Mm -hmm. kind of turns me off but not thinking about the lyrics i do like the melody and production wise though it does sound very dated now i like (laughs) the snaps i like the little guitar riffs um i think the backing vocals overall are really great the girls sound really good i love that you can hear lee on the lows so there's a lot of depth there um except for the the middle eight the two week I was, you know, like it was like a little much. Oh my God. Um, like the choir yeah. is back. Like why? That's, like Why? Yeah. Yes. I, I think the choir thing can work sometimes, but like it's a little too much on this album, I think. Um, yes. But H again yes. sounds great. He really does. Um, he's emoting yeah. well, keeping it very yeah. dynamic throughout. So yeah. What do you think of two weeks to resist? I wasn't too weak to resist this one. Um, so before I even get into the song, before I even get into the damn song. Yeah. Uh, the video. Okay. Um, the green screen, the fashion, that, that Paul Frank monkey shirt. Yeah. 
um h is lip syncing oh gosh he reminded me of that cute little boy dancing during like madonna's vogue like have you seen that video (laughs) (laughs) wow i mean i mean obviously he wasn't as extra but the green screen and that them shoulders yeah the shoulders were were a lot also i just love if you watch the other four like they keep looking like they want to laugh like especially the beginning claire literally actually is like about to laugh um yes. so it's just hilarious but yes i mean it was just for this like vhs release it wasn't a real music video so yeah but still <laughs> it is so funny because everyone's in the back standing there trying to like be stiff and cute like there's just like you know <laughs> bouncing and it's so cute like i cannot okay now back to the song H did a great job. Mm. Um, his voice was and is good. Um, the song isn't particularly particularly outstanding, and I, I get it. And I, I just wonder why the song wasn't made a duet, or at least with Lee singing, because I mean, like yeah. whatever you whatever you want to call it, like a duet or like a, a whatever you call five kids that you have in a group singing together, mm-hmm. singing together, like whatever you want to call that. Where where is it? Um, but again, I just feel like singing about the infidelity thing. I. There's a dynamic there. It's boys and girls. Y'all could have sung to each other or just had the men sing it, you know? I'm not with the infidelity thing. I feel like the only song I kind of just jam to is Creep because it's so cool, but I still don't appreciate the lyrics either. But again, um, back to this song. It sounds like a bit like karaoke and like the too weak to resist. That choir part was just like... (laughs) It sounds like some unfaithful gospel. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- th- you're right. It's like even more wrong to like make a song about infidelity, like a gospel track. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not faithful. Yeah, I'm not true. I cheated on you. I'm like, I just don't, it just doesn't feel good, right? So, um, but again, he does sound really good. He does have great dynamic in his voice. Um, yeah. And his performance of this is amazing. I mean, the gelled hair, the Paul Frank shirt, iconic. Um, so... <laughs> You know, what do you rate the song and the video? <laughs> oh, it's tough. You know, I, again, I like everything about it except the lyrics. Um, oh, yeah. So I will give it a seven, I think. How about you? Yeah, I think it's kind of sitting around there for me, too. Big old unfaithful seven. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine on the track list is Better Best Forgotten. Uh-huh. Done by Andrew Frampton, Pete Waterman, and Mark Topham, along with Carl Twig. Mm-hmm. And the album version, which was more basic and had a harder button of an ending, um, is interesting as well. Uh, but yes, released as the final single from the debut album in March 1999, the track hit number two in the UK singles chart and also did well all across Europe and Asia, Eurasia. Um, so yes, this song is just so much fun. Mm. I mean, oh, I'll let you kind of kick us off. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I remember this being a big favorite of mine from the first yeah. time I heard the album. Um, even before I, I knew it was a single, I think. And uh, the song to me is kind of like a better and improved version of Last Thing on My Mind. Because oh, it's yeah. very similar sonically and structurally. The yeah. O is back. You know, the the fake, then Claire, then Lisa structure is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the synths and strings again mixed with yeah. the driving dance beats, right? It's just a very similar idea. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, better. Uh Lyrically, I love it. Um, It's funny listening to it now because it's almost perfect for the group now because it's it's almost like everything that happened the first go around is better, best forgotten and we reunited and and we're making a happy ending, right? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I think as a chorus, I love how happy it is. It's super catchy. Um, Mm -hmm. The layers and harmonies and stuff are nice. I love the 
the ah, that kind of comes in for the second half of the chorus. It's really nice. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, I think for the single version, um, some production changes were made. I do like that it's a little bit more dynamic. I think the biggest change is they pull back on the production after Lisa's bridge uh, or middle eight, um, just to kind of keep the dynamic going. But I will say I prefer the album's hard ending, the some things are. I like that they end it without completing a phrase because it forces the audience to do it for you. Um, It's like participation. So yeah, I think that's interesting. But yeah, I love this song a lot. So what do you think? Oh my God, yes. Relatable lyrics, little pulsing dance beat. Oh yes, I'll take it because me... As you all will come to find, I'm one of those people who leaves the door kind of open, you know. Um, mm. I'm not a I'm not a slam the door kind of gal, unless you do something really freaking terrible. Like, but <laughs> yeah. aside from that, I'm very much like there might be a chance, you know. I'm that kind of person, unfortunately. Uh, but the song is an anthem for that, so ha. There's some people out here who feel the same way. <laughs> um, the drums into the first verse are so intense and it booms right before Faye starts to sing. And she sounds so long and she's singing her face off. Everyone's singing their face off, first mm. of all. But she's sitting, even in the video, she's sitting on like this this, this structure and she's singing and reflecting on the failed romance and how there's a chance for both of them to try again. <gasps> and then Lisa and the bridge sounds so sweet, but like baby Lisa. Baby Lise was hitting some notes, y'all. She was giving it to you a little bit, you know? She said, I can dance, but I too can sing, you know? So I appreciated that she had a moment in the bridge slash middle eight. It's great. And the video is fun. And I think one thing about this group and a lot of Brit pop acts is that they don't take themselves too seriously. Like, Mm. you know... Uh, I was joking about like R&B groups and like pop groups in like America and how serious they would take it. Even the dancing was like done with your whole back and mm. you know everything was just so serious. Um, but this one is so fun and it's it's cute because the boys are like security guards, but also doing the video and production assistants and they're taking it really seriously. And the girls are like trying to hold their character as the guys are like pulling out cellophane and pulling their. <laughs> Their, their, um, their set pieces, and they're like, what's, what's happening? Um, it's cute, and of course, we get dance moves. Hello. I mm-hmm. mean, like, it must have been so much fun, and like, as a fan, to watch these dances and learn them, and oh, it's just, everything is so satisfying with them. I love it. Yes, yes. I will oh. say the video, I agree, the video is super fun. You could tell it's very cheap, but they did it. They yeah. took full advantage of, you know, the, what they had. Um, yes. It is funny, because it is the start of the, okay, everyone, we're going to choose one color, and yeah. just make, get something that works, you know, for the wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> that was something that kind of ended up kind of just being their thing for the next few years. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say I actually love the song even more now because on the last tour, they did it on the catwalk and I was right in front of them. Oh. So I did the whole dance routine oh. with them, basically. Um, so yeah, uh, I love the song a lot. So this one gets a 10. How about you? Oh, yeah, same. This song actually gets a 10. Big old fat 10. <laughs> All right, so track 10 on the album is Back to You, done by Mark Topham, Carl Twig, and Pete Waterman. So what do you think of this one? <gasps> okay, this one's interesting. Okay, so because I'm a Janet fan, mm. because I'm a Janet fan, I thought this was like a chicken before the egg kind of moment. Um, I, Hey, it happens. I thought it was. But Steps did it first. Mm. And before that... Sonic the Hedgehog did it. <laughs> and I know that sounds weird. I know it sounds weird, but hear me out, y'all. Hear me out. In the iconic Sega game, where I was always playing Tails because my friend would not let me be Sonic, um, <laughs> during the bridge zone level, the familiar melody of both Together Again and Back to You can be heard that ding, 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 is in Sonic. So 
again, one of these producers is a gamer. Okay, it's a spit up <laughs> gamer. Someone was just like, "All right, mate, after we finish writing the song about losing our virginity, uh, let's go up." You know, that's I'm telling you, that's the conversation. That's how it went. That's how it went. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Um, but yeah, you never know where influences come from. Um, I have no clue how samples from games are cleared, but it's so cool that a rabbit hole of influences are so deep, like Sonic to Steps to Janet. Like yeah. this song is pretty, and it feels really refreshing because of the familiarity for me. And uh, speaking of which, um, I love the lyrics about a little romantic deja vu. Um, again, all too relatable because it's so weird how, like, in life you meet someone and, like, you date and you end up seeing things that remind them, remind, remind you of them. Like, it happens to me all the time. Like, oh, my God, even now it's happening. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. It's complete Darby's Law. Mm. I love the deja vu element. Like, it's like, you know, things remind me of you and I kind of want to go back to you now. And it's just like all those old feelings you just want to dance your way back to them, back into their heart. <laughs> like, you know, so, how do you feel about this song? I really like this one. Um, yeah. It just sounds so happy. It's just one of those yes. that does just kind of make you smile and bop as you listen to it. Uh, yes. The Janet uh, comparison is very interesting because um, mm. I totally hear it, but I never thought about like, obviously I, I knew the steps one first. Right. So I didn't really think thing. about that. But the Sonic <laughs> thing. So yeah, I'm sure it wasn't like an actual sample, right? Because video game, I will tell you, video game sounds are very, very difficult to clear. We usually yeah. tell people to just recreate it or, you know, just right. do something that sounds like right. it. Don't sample. Um, so <laughs> FYI, if any producers are listening, do not sample from video games. It's really difficult. Um, True. But anyway, I think this one, again, great use of Faye and Claire going back and forth and kind of using that balance well. Um, unfortunately, Lisa doesn't get a moment in this one. Um oh. But yeah, I think this is a, I think lyrically, this is a really strong track. The lyrics are very well written and it really does tell a story and, and you really kind of gets you in their head about how yes. they're feeling. Right. Um, so yeah, I think this is a good one. I think the ending is interesting because obviously the chorus kind of does repeat quite a lot, but it does change yeah. up. So I like yeah. when Claire actually sings it by herself towards the mm -hmm. end and you just have kind of the others doing backing vocals. Then you get a na, 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 na like, of a yeah, na 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 version like, yeah. <laughs> of it, which was interesting. I don't know if I love that choice, but again, you know, it does just kind of keep it interesting, you know, yeah. as opposed to just repeating the chorus over and over again at the end. You know, you can oh, switch it up. Wait, hang on, hang on. Can you say that one more time for that one song on the Forever album that keeps <laughs> repeating the same chorus? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? No Scrubs has that too. Like, have you ever sang No Scrubs at karaoke and it just goes on for like three minutes and it's like, skip, it's time to skip. <laughs> that bothers me because there's a whole rap verse that Lisa Left Eye Lopez has. It blows my mind. Okay, yeah. bars upon bars. But yeah. back to step. Sorry, guys. But yeah, <laughs> it's a pop show. We're going to talk about pop music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I think this was a fun one. Um, it yeah. definitely is very dated. Like it sounds mm. probably the most, one of the more dated songs, I think, on the album for yeah. sure. But for what it is, I do enjoy it. So I will give it an eight. How about you? I too give it an eight because it, yeah, an eight. I think like eight's good, right? 11th track on this album is Love You More, written by Lucia Holm and Paul Cannell with production by Whip, aka Work. <laughs> WIP. <laughs> Uh, wait, it's not, it's not, it's not WIP. I think it's WIP. With production by WIP, <laughs> aka Work in Progress. So that's, my brain's a work in progress. Um, originally released as a single in 1992 by British techno group Sunscream, this is the only track on the Step 1 album that does not have a Pete Waterman credit. 
<clears throat> the group members have often listed the track as one of their best songs that wasn't released as a single, which I agree. And in addition to the green screen dance video that they did for their Steps, the video, the track also got a featured spot on the set list when they toured in 2017. Mm. Yay! We love a good revamp. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. we love it. <laughs> so, this one is interesting. I remember this video because we referenced this one in the What the Future Holds um, album review because clouds, in the clouds, in the clouds, yes. in the clouds. And you told me to watch it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the video. I don't know. I even said it then. I like the clouds. Uh-huh. Um, the green screen is something I wouldn't mind seeing again. Even if it's in jest, I would love to see someone recreate this. Um, and it's fun to see them like dancing with a glow around their body <laughs> as like some screensaver graphic just slowly rolls by. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's great. Um, the lyrics of the song are, are really simple, which I appreciate. Um, like, you can do the most magnificent things. The world could end. And I love you the same. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay? All the love I have for you is infinite. It's boundless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? And I, I think it's a sweet sentiment. And I love the delivery in the chorus because instead of getting higher, it goes, Let the fall down. Yes. <laughs> it, it feels very, like, you know. Yes. It's, it's, not anticlimactic, but it just feels like an anti-drop. Yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. The this hill situation that you're doing. Yes. Um, yes, yes, I agree. I think this one definitely stands out of the album. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad Pete allowed a song on here that that wasn't his, because um, it it at least it, you know keeps the end of the album interesting, right? Oh yeah. Um, and I think it does sound a bit more mature than the other stuff we've heard so far. Um, mm-hmm. But listening to the original version by Sunstream is very interesting. Um, yeah. Definitely a bit <laughs> cooler the way theirs is produced, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I much prefer the way Claire sings it. Um, yes. Compared to uh, the Sunstream vocals. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that they made it a little more ethereal. Um, they kept it. They made it a little brighter. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think. I, I don't know. I think that the new choices were, were good, for sure. Um, that's interesting you say that the lyrics are simple, because I think all these metaphors and stuff are interesting, because oh, definitely right, as a kid, I was like, you can make do into diamonds or pacify the lions. Like, I had no idea oh, what Lord. I was singing to. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> dancing again, but I had no idea I what I was singing. To, <laughs> I want to meet little you so badly, just to watch him and be like, Oh, yeah, this kid. <laughs> he has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely a highlight for me. I think I actually appreciate it more now that I'm older. I think mm-hmm. when I was younger, again, I think because of the lyrics, I was like, I don't know, I'm singing. And yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, but the video. I mean, did oh, Lee Suman see this and have that as inspiration for that famous K-pop dance studio background of the clouds? Oh my God! Yes, I, I I feel like it with the way with the way K-pop has been interested in wow the way K-pop has been influenced by a lot of Brit European pop definitely I think there's something some 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 under seedy underbelly no, I'm joking I'm totally I forgot the word is but there's something definitely connected to it and by the way make sure you check out our how SM mastered the remake even if you're not a K-pop fan you will definitely find a lot of Euro pop acts that were mm-hmm. sampled by this awesome Korean entertainment company yes um, but yes back to you yes okay. so um, I will say my only critique would be mm. I wish the harmonies were more prominent in this uh, because I don't yeah. think you can hear the boys at all on here. I don't think you can even hear Lisa on here. There is a lower harmony on the chorus, but it's very low in the mix. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and yeah, I feel like this song just, they didn't take advantage at all of having five voices. It's really mm-hmm. just Claire singing the whole thing. Faye gets a verse, but, yeah. um, I mean, again, Claire sounds great, but like, yes. it's a group. So, um, that's my Hello. only critique. But again, <laughs> shout out to Steve Anderson because the new remix that he made, uh, uh-huh. for the medley performance that they did was so good. Fans are yeah. still crying out for this version, <laughs> for the studio version of this of this remix to be released. So I'm just putting it out there again. We want it. All right. So what do you rate Love You War? I'm going to give it a 8.5. Cool. Yes. I will match you with an 8.5. Okay. Also, shout out to Faye's dreads in that video. (laughs) Again. Them dreadfuls. Boy, she's wearing a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the last track on the album is Stay With Me. Done by Olga Lange, Craig Joyner, Anthony Mittman, and Leigh Maddy with production by Dan Sanders and Pete Waterman. Wow, I was thrown off by new writers. Um, <laughs> but this was actually originally recorded by British rock band Romeo's Daughter, mm-hmm. which I had no idea about. I had no idea mm-hmm. that this was also a cover. Um, and an interesting one at that, because the original version is very different. Yeah. Um, definitely like a rock ballad, and then they turned yes. it into this, like, cheesier pop ballad for sex um i guess like thinking about the overall album it makes sense that they'd want another ballad but this one is kind of boring to be honest um i think the best part of it is probably just that lisa gets to get some lead vocals on there because she was kind of underused especially these last Mm. few songs she's kind of been non-existent um and i think she sounds great singing these very vulnerable type of songs like her voice just really lends itself well to that i've also always loved how she enunciates like she really (laughs) does the tease at the end like bright you know she like really makes sure to do that and that's very prominent in this song um so yeah i think production wise that's fine i like the little acoustic guitar solo before the middle eight oh yeah Um, I do wish the bridge was an actual new thing, though, instead of just, like, a third verse. Because by then, I was kind of like, okay, like yeah. I get it. Um, yeah. And then the mixing of phase for the rest of my life at the, at, for, at the, at the end of the one of the mm-hmm. last choruses, yes. it is weirdly mixed. Like, you can hear the layers, yes. and they're not all perfectly on key, so it sounds yeah. kind of strange. Um, but again, I do appreciate that the boys, you do hear the boys in this. Um, yes. You can hear them in the backing vocals, and I like um, the use of of their vocals in the verses. Actually, um, yeah. it's an interesting it's an interesting choice, and it's what I wanted in a lot of the other songs on the album. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, and then lyrically, uh, I don't know. It's all kind of sad and desperate. Um, Damn. I don't know. It's just a weird way to end this album, honestly. Like, it's just after, like, this really high-energy album, you end with, like, this really, like, I don't know, just a meh, like, kind of, like, depressing song. (laughs) um, Love You More should have been it. Yeah. I'm just, I I mean, yeah. Uh, And honestly, back to what you were saying about them featuring the the guys a lot more. I mean, the original features the male vocalists of of Romeo's Daughter. First of all, that male vocalist is killing it on that that track. He's singing his little heart out um but yeah no i i agree with you um it's uh, it's okay um the sentiment is sweet i feel like that's my pre my my preamble or my like pre my disclaimer the sentiment is sweet <laughs> but like again the subject matter is something that could have been visited a different way like it just wasn't uh, uh the song is more slow and solemn and i appreciate that it kind of takes away from all the electronic yeah uh, 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 you know it, it does 
bass sounded good. Yes. Yeah. And the guitar solo right after the verse is something else I also cited. Um, but again, I think um, the more interesting version was the Romeo Daughters version. Yeah. Like, you know, like, if you're going to do a cover, like, you better knock it out the park, honey. Or do it a version that was unexpected, that kind of makes people say, ooh, I wouldn't have done this. This is great. And this didn't do that for me. Um, I do like that there was that guitar solo kind of made like a nice little interlude in the song. Um, you know, I feel like if they were going to kind of have stay the night be the subject matter, they could have utilized the boys even more so. Cause if you're singing to each other, that kind of creates an interesting dynamic yes. and it helps it, it helps it, it helps it. <laughs> 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 and it helps make the track sound really interesting. Um, but again, Again, I'm not. It's been years past. Whatever. Yeah. But again, I think I feel like it just would have elevated the track, and the production is so generic. It sounds like karaoke a little bit. Yeah. Uh, nothing else standing vocally, and it was lacking some Claire uh, moments. Yes. Um, Her throwing in some albums at the end would have been great. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry if you don't have a, if you if you do have a special connection to this song or you know you like it, but personally I don't like it and uh, you know um, I am so sorry. But if you like this song, you are not invited to the brunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, no, um, I do not like it because uh, compared to the original, the vocals are more raw and it feels a lot more like passionately yes. desperate as Agreed. opposed to just pathetically. Desperate. <laughs> yeah, pathetic. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I'm going to give this one a six. How about you? Yeah, sure, I'll give it a six too, because at this point, I don't know where the number was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that does take us to the end of step one. Can I also just say I hate when it ends, when <laughs> albums end with a fade out for some reason. Oh I just don't God. like that. Um, but yeah. whatever. Um, okay, we're now at the cut or keep section of our show, where we have to choose one song to cut from the album and only one song that we're allowed to keep. So... What would you cut from the album? You know, I think it's it's it's, it's, it's at this point we both have a song that we don't like. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and this song is definitely not invited to the brunch. And if you haven't seen our Spice Forever video where I've where that had started, where the 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 what's it called the uninvited people for the brunch? Yeah, that's where that started. Um, yeah, so I feel like Experience is a song that we just <laughs> absolutely does not need to be on here. Like, I mean, or maybe with a twist of shiz and giggles. It stays, but my my runner up, my actual cut song would be "Stay with Me." It's not a strong enough ballad, and I mean you you can strap it. I mean you can like strip back any of the other dance focused tracks, and it would still smack this song out the park. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just, in my opinion, it doesn't need to be there. But what about you? What would you actually take off this? Yeah, outside. Wait, of so we're not allowed to choose experience? <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's just. <laughs> Can I choose the step throw? <laughs> you can take both, honestly. This is the first time we've ever taken out like two songs, I feel like. No, more than two. Yeah, like, yeah. Four. take out Experienced and the step throw. And this is a gr- I think it's a good album. I think Stay With Me, yeah, it's not great, but I mean, it's not terrible. Oh, you're right. Like track seven. Okay. <sighs> um, in terms of a keep, though, what would you do? Why for sorrow? Because yeah. that's the song I, I remember. Even in the mega mix, I was yeah. like, oh, I know this one. And you're like, it's one for sorrow. I'm like, oh, yes. So, like, I know this one. And then I saw this one, them doing it. And I was like, who was that angel with her mouth wide open? And you told me it was clear. Yeah. So it's, it's relatable, of course, because I'm a sap. And it's so much fun. Yes. So. Okay. So I would probably keep one for sorrow, too. But to try and not be the same as you, I will choose better, best forgotten. Ooh. Again, I had a great moment with it 
on the last tour. So yeah, this is also up there for me in their discography. Um, yes. So you've now listened to, I guess you, you listened to like the Steps Greatest Hits, obviously, before, yeah. but this is your first like full regular album from like the yes. first era, like before they reunited. Um, yeah. So what do you think overall? I mean, for a group to have been gathered um, from all four points of the earth <laughs> from a newspaper ad, uh, I mean, it pegged, and they were pegged to be a one-hit wonder. Yeah. They delivered really well on the album, and I'm actually really impressed. Um, line dancing pop groups are not a thing anymore. I mean, unless you're interested in K-pop, you are not going to get iconic steps or catchy choruses about love ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lost art at this point. Um, uh, the vocals, the visuals, they have it. I was proud of, I was proud to watch this and be like, okay, wow, I actually do like them. I don't feel embarrassed to tell someone I like them, you know, like, <laughs> cause you could kind of lean toward cheese with them, but I don't feel like they have anything to be ashamed of. They worked hard. They had an audience and the audience is old enough now to listen to this, to kind of joke around and laugh about it and also appreciate the newer stuff that they have now. Um, they definitely made their mark. I'm not all that happy with the line distribution of this mm. and the solo tracks could have been uh, opportunities to introduce other members to fans, but it wasn't bad as a first project. Yeah. So thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> First off, I just want to say thank you, Pete Waterman, for yeah. seeing the potential in them. Because I know for me, if I if someone showed me five, six, seven, eight, oh. I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You no. know, so the fact that he was like, oh, I can actually make this a thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, is pretty brilliant. So not only did he find Kylie, you know, all the way wow. back in the 80s, he also, you know, helped Steps become what they are. So thank you, sir, yeah. for everything. Um, so yeah, I think for me, this album is very important to me just personally. Like I remember buying it in HMV in Hong Kong. I remember mm. hearing these songs for the first time and kind of the start of my obsession with this group. <laughs> um, so that, you know, I think even if some of the songs have not been, have not dated well, or even though there are songs that I don't like on it. Um, <laughs> as a whole, um, it is very important to me in my journey as a pop music fan. Um, yeah. But I will say, I do think it is their worst album. Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of good ones coming up to talk about. <laughs> um, so I will give the album as a whole an 8.5. How about you? Oh, nice. I gave it just a straight flat old five, six, seven, eight. There you go. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what do you hope is next for Steps? Well, I mean, you're lucky you got to see them. Yeah. But one day I would hope to see... I, I make it sound like I'm really bitter about it. I'm not. I'm one of those people who like to see other people be happy about what they're happy about. I'm like, yeah, tell me about that. Um, but I would like to see them. It'd be interesting to kind of like see Claire and Faye and Lee Affleck. If you don't know what that's about, watch our <laughs> What the Future Holds episode. Yes. Um, and H and Lisa. Oh, mm, my God. Queen Lisa. I, yes. I mean, like, oh, they are spectacular um for sure and they are releasing the dvd version so I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to watch that because we don't get that with a lot of old groups now yeah i will never let go of the fact that b2k well split up again um but it's nice that they're consistently releasing music and they just performed for the queen and had the mega mix so it's amazing to see them manage to get their stuff together and mend their relationship and then keep keep going strong yeah and like not like they're not grasping at straws like you know, like some pop acts that won't let go of their past and get butt injections and all anyway they're consistent <laughs> and yes. they're not trying too hard so i appreciate them yes 
yeah. Um, yeah, so this year is the 25th anniversary of 5678, right? What? So um, I'm excited for all these platinum collection stuff. I, of course, pre-ordered it already, um, and they're currently on tour, and it's been fun watching the videos from it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited that they're still around, and, you know, yeah. they're remastering all the music videos and putting performances and stuff up on YouTube. So they're just mm-hmm. handling it so well. Like, thank you, Steps and Fascination and everyone mm-hmm. involved. Like, really, it really is such a perfect pop reunion. Um, yeah. And ve- I'm very grateful as a fan. And then, honestly, for selfish reasons, like for our show, I'm excited for you to hear the next couple albums, too, that they did after Step 1. Like, I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, do more Steps episodes. So definitely stay tuned for more. Yes, y'all. Steps fans. Uh, stomps. Uh, what do you all think about the album? I am good at this like Stops. fandom. I'm good at fandom names, right? So, what do you all? What are all the? St- oh, he gave me a head tick, y'all. He doesn't. I don't like know it. about stomps, but yeah, go ahead. Sticks. What do y'all think about? <laughs> what do you all think about this album? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below, or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media because we want to know your ranking and if I'm crazy for taking "Stay with Me" off the album because I feel like there's always someone going like she's crazy. Either way, you can also join us on Patreon. Hello, and you can help us decide our next episode topics and get access to exclusive content from our show that you can't get anywhere else. And if you join us, you might be able to expedite that uh, steps review <laughs> hint hint <laughs> so please give us a like subscribe to our channel and hit that notification of bell and for our listeners give us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice until next time that's chris that's Chan, and we are cctv <laughs> <laughs>